All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Chad Show. Another installment live from the shed behind my house. I got my homie. I'm going to start calling you my co-host. I got Derek Dodd in the house. What up, homie? What's going on, dog? I feel so honored to be, to be you know, bestowed the title of co-host right Dude, now. Dude, I love the fact you're here, man. You dressed up. I'm like in uh, flip-flops and a tank top. He's in here like he's about to go on a date. Ah, do you dress for the fucking uh, you dress for the job you want, right? Oh yeah. yeah, got that freshly shaved head. Always got to have that fucking clean, nice sculpted dome. Remember when we had hair? Uh, yeah, no, I remember it. I remember it well. It's a it's a bit of a sore spot for me. I remember uh, I, we got to find one of those pictures first off and post it. The one where you got like long red hair, and I've got like a Elvis pompadour. I'll have to go through, maybe on Thanksgiving, I can mm-hmm. uh, go over to my folks' house and go through the old fucking photo albums, yeah. dude, <laughs> like scan it in. You held on to that shit too, dude. I, I give it up to you, bro. You held on to, the, to some of the last rands were hanging, dude. I mean, it was, uh, it was part of my identity, man. It was just like you. You had the fucking pompadour and everything. It was, uh, you it wanted, was a sad you, day when I had to shave it. It was a sad day when I, I remember it to this day. I'll never fucking forget how it felt when uh, when them scissors cut that ponytail off and mm. it was just, oof. You felt it. Just the weight, like a weight lifted from your shoulders. Uh, no, nah, dude, it was like a fucking sadness, man. Just There was a, a dark pall was cast over my fucking entire like future because I knew <laughs> I was just going to be the fat, bald guy then. But who would have known, dude? Actually, I can, I can imagine you with hair now. I mean, I th- I got a good head, and you also got a. I give good head. Oh too. yeah, he sure does, baby. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, he also has. If you guys haven't seen Derek yet, he's got a long beard. Not only is it long, <laughs> it's long and it's strong, but it's red. It's it's like a deep red too. It's fucking Irish as hell. Looks like a Viking. I get a whole lot of women asking me what color dye I use. Like I'll sc- I'll stroll up in the gas station, it. and they're like, "Ooh, boy, where you get that red hair color from? I know you dye that. That ain't yours." <laughs> Dude, so honestly, man, do you think having uh okay, let's let's go back to you having long hair. Okay. Did did you get laid more back when you had long hair and you were a smaller dude or do you get laid now more with having a beard? Oh, I definitely get laid more now. Mm. I think it's uh, I think it I think I when I was younger, I was a lot less um I'm going to say a lot less confident than I am now. Yeah. Plus I was still kind of holding on to that like fucking metalhead mentality where I was like, man, fuck everybody. I don't need no bitches up yeah. in my fucking space, <laughs> you know, but it's easier to get laid now. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Well, Just number, confidence. Well, not only that, but I play in a fucking cock rock. I play in multiple cock rock cover oh, bands. True. So, you know, there's plenty of, uh, there's plenty of old cougars on the prowl out single at the fucking moms just single, looking yep. for that rock star. Exactly. To live that rock star life. Are they ever disappointed at any point? There, mean, are there expectations for a local cover band uh, comparable to like a major band? Do they think you have like a green room? And I mean, if they fucking roll up into the local dive bar and they're like expecting a green room, dude, and expecting me to get in the bus in the back, man, with fucking, <laughs> I mean, then, you know, they need to lower their expectations. So <laughs> show. Hey, we're not the only ones. There's been a lot of people, not just in metal, but in punk rock too, that lost their hair and had to kind of change their whole look up a little bit. I mean, it's a good look and it's in style now, dude. The whole like uh bald and bearded thing. I mean, it's 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 come into fashion in the last 10, 20 dude, years. People are gonna hate, but Duck Dynasty did a lot of good shit for guys with beards. I just had to I had to deal with that for so long, man. Oh, it, yeah. I remember being with you in public and be like, man, you look like that guy off of and we already know. We could finish the sentence every time. It still happens to this day. 
It still happens. That's crazy. Doug Dynasty ain't even been on fucking TV in like, I don't know, fucking 10 years or something yeah. like that. I still get people coming up to me. Man, you know what you look like? Man, you look like the boys off Duck Dynasty. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks. Either that or fucking ZZ Top. I get ZZ Top all the time, too. <laughs> I always get, I've been told time and time again that I look like a prison version of Drew Carey. <laughs> I get Drew Carey all the time, I guess, because of my black frame glasses. In the last two years, or the last couple years since I got head tattoos, now everybody says, Bam, Bam, Bigelow. Bam, Bam, Bigelow, dude. <laughs> I've already got a comeback for it, too. What's that? Say it one time. Man, you know what you look like, dog? Who's that? Man, you look like Bam Bam Bigelow. More like Bam Bam Dick Hang Low. Oh, I was trying to hit one of the sound effects. Oh, you fucked it up. Oh, well, I'll take that one. I'll take it. That <laughs> no, one's a good one. No, I that think, one's a good one. I think we need to go with this one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the awkward break uh, and the bad joke. That was a terrible fucking rolling time. right along. <laughs> yeah, no, that one. That all one right, didn't we, land we spent a lot of time on male pattern baldness, and what it all boils down to, it really fucking sucks, dude. I, you know, at this point, man, I don't. I mean, I would love to have long hair again and have like a fucking thick, full mane, but this shit's easy to maintain. I ain't got to pay for a fucking haircut every couple of weeks or nothing That's like true. that. And I mean, it's. Now I here, mean, it's not that bad. Here's a question I have right now. Because you know we're starting this podcast, we're we're trying to get the numbers up, um, and they're and they're slowly climbing. It's a real slow climb, you know, but they're climbing. But what if we if we made a goal, we started like a Patreon, and we say, okay, at a hundred subscribers, like paid subscribers, mm-hmm. even if it's like a couple dollars a month, Derek's gonna cut his beard. A fucking hundred subscribers, <laughs> bro. I ain't cutting my fucking beard until I got fucking buy house money, dude. Buy a house money. <laughs> well, here's what like... I would do if we got a hundred subscribers. I want to go and do one of those things where they take the hair and like glue it to your head. It's like a two month fix, but you can like swim with it and they cut it and shit. Well, I mean, I'm down with all that, but uh-huh. you've got to set these sites just a smidgen higher. A <laughs> hundred subscribers. I mean, we can get a hundred subscribers organically just from fucking saying some funny. Yeah, shit. Yeah, but not you paid know? subscribers. People will pay to see that. I mean, if if I'm I, you know, I've thought about this on multiple occasions about maybe setting up a YouTube channel or something and having some gimmicky bullshit where like, if I make, if I ever get to a point where I've accumulated like, I don't know, fucking half a million dollars or something, Mm -hmm. I'll give half of it to charity and I'll cut my fucking beard off. So I ain't going to give it to charity, dog. Cause I mean that's a that's a that's a nice thing to do, right? Shit, I'm gonna give that shit straight to the Lambo dealership, dog. <laughs> I'm gonna have a half a million dollars for a day, and then we'll have like a Lambo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe that shit one hundred percent, dude. <laughs> One day, that's always been the dream. Ever since I was a kid, man, I had uh, pictures of Lamborghinis on uh, my wall in my bedroom. So it's always been kind of it's always it was a very uh, unobtainable, unreachable thing. Like if you would ask me five years ago, like fuck yeah, I'm, I mean fuck no, I'll never own one. But now I'm like, you know what? I feel like if I just sell enough toys, and I can just get enough Patreon subscribers. <laughs> oh, it's I mean it's definitely within reach at some point oh, in yeah. time. I mean, ain't nobody said you had to get like the fucking three million dollar Lamborghini, dude. You can. You could cruise up that fucking used Lamborghini dealership. That, that $125,000 Lamborghini. You know? That's probably like a used one with high, high miles. Shit, dude. I mean, dude, I bet tires on them motherfuckers like two grand. Well, you know all about fucking tire issues, right? True that. True <laughs> that. You do too, man. Blowing oh, all those tires and there shit. ain't no fucking doubt, dude. If anybody knows about a tire issue, it's me. Um, So uh, I was thinking about a story, dude. I don't think we talked about it. And it was about thrill. So, oh, so this is another thrill, like I tour think it's story. Thrill. I, I don't know if we deal with this two thirteen too, but so 
we were so fucking broke when we go on the road. Like it got the point, like it just one day, uh, matter of fact, I think I went to a local, what is it called? Where they feed you? It's like a you talking about like mission, a, like a soup kitchen, like a food mission. You know, you, you show up at these times during the day. Yeah, I was there they, with you. Okay, was they there, feed yeah, you for yeah. free. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had done it in Columbus one time from being broke and hungry. Oh yeah. yeah. So then I was like, oh shit, we ought to do this as a band. So mm-hmm. I, before we get to a place, I start calling the missions. You know, find out where we could go eat, and it was always like some fucking. You know, some some areas, some areas of town that you don't want to be hanging out. You well, know what I'm saying? In Columbus, it's Second Avenue, and yeah. you definitely ain't trying yeah. to hang out down there <laughs> to get that fried liver. But uh, so I forgot where we were at. We were in a, a major city, well, and uh, we had lost all confidence that we were going to be able to eat yes. any, <laughs> anymore. So yeah. it was like, dude, we got to figure this out. I man. was like, so I called the mission, and uh, well, I didn't call. I can't remember how I found out, but I think it, I found out what the times were for breakfast. So we rolled up in that bitch, and it was like it was off like Martin Luther King Boulevard or something. Yeah, definitely. Um, got there and it's at a church, but there's like no vehicles in the fucking parking lot. Maybe there's one. There's a whole bunch know? of whole bunch of walk up customers. Yeah. At that so, place. but there was nobody in there. So, like nobody in the parking lot looked dead. So, I think three of us got uh, three or four of us got out of the van. I think uh, who was it? Not Jesse. Sean, I think, is when Sean was in the band. Sean was still sleeping in the van. The van. Well, the, the, I mean, I was, I, I, I did this with you guys also okay. at one point. In time. Okay. Well, this might be a different time, but yeah. so anyway, all the band, but one, uh, goes to the door. So we go to the door and there's like a real strong breeze. Right. So I go to open the door, the wind catches it and it slams the door. <laughs> it goes swinging and slams the door up against the wall. And dude, the, there's like four long tables and there's like 75 people in there. <laughs> and dude, we're like that. You got to think too. We're, we're like, uh, Long hair, beards. Lance is wearing this shirt that says fucking like the biggest text possible. Uh, he always had those back in the He day. always had those. Have some offensive shit on it. Um, so it swings open. There's a lady at the pulpit. And uh, she looks up at us and she was like, uh, can I help you? And we're like, uh, we're here for the, the food. <laughs> and everybody's like just staring at us like, you know, fucking what the fuck are these fucking dudes doing? Well, when you slam the door open, man, like yeah. it's an old fucking Wild West saloon, uh-huh. dude, and you're about to have a showdown with somebody at a poker table. Yeah. I mean, you know, most of the homeless people are probably going to be yeah. a little bit fucking on edge about that. So we had to go and sit apart from each other because most of the seats were full. So like I'm sitting here and then maybe eight feet down, I'm looking at Lance and then people are just, you could tell they're just like, what the fuck? So they go back to, the lady tells us, she's like, she's like, uh, yeah, you were in the right place, but sometimes we get so full on the word of God that we don't even eat nothing. I'm like, I hope today ain't that day, bitch, because I'm hungry. <laughs> so we're sitting in there and it's, it's all black church, right? Uh-huh. And we're, you know, white, trash, long haired dudes in this place, right? Um, so we're sitting there waiting, they're doing Bible verses and shit. And I'm just thinking about what she said. And I'm like one of these people that when I get very uncomfortable situations, sometimes I only react with laughter. So I'm sitting there cause they're like praying, like in the middle of this, the longest prayer ever, dude. And I look up and I see Lance, Lance over there doing the famous dread twirl, looking at his cell phone. <laughs> and I just see the word fuck on his shirt. And then it clicks that we're in a church and he's wearing that shirt and i just start laughing hysterically bro and then finally like people give me looks so i finally calm down right everything's back to normal it feels like we're getting real close to eat time because they're starting to push these little carts out and i'm like hell yeah son and all of a sudden the door again because the wind took it boom slams up against the fucking thing and sean comes <laughs> in and these people are looking like 
did like a memo get sent out? Like, why are all these fucking Because <laughs> this has been 30 minutes after we entered. Uh-huh. You know, so they didn't know this guy was with us. And then where everybody's looking. And at that point, dude, I just fucking lost it, man. Like, literally, I almost had to leave the room. But we did end up eating, and it was fucking delicious, dog. Well, I remember the one that we went to. Which Sim- one was that one? I don't fucking remember where it was. It was, it was uh, in the ghetto. No, it was definitely in the ghetto. And it was, you know... A similar situation we had. I mean, didn't nobody tell me no bullshit like we get full on the word of God, so yeah, you ain't yeah, got to yeah. worry about no food up in <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah. You know, I mean, I didn't hear nothing like that. It was more like, you know, well, everybody's welcome and we're gonna have food, but we, but you got to stay and you got to hear this sermon or you know service mm. or whatever the fuck it is. And um, we did that. We ate. It was not delicious, but it was good enough. Nutritious. It was, it was nutritious. It held us over. So if you're in a band, you're listening to this, if you ever want any ideas about how to survive as a broke-ass band on the road, dude, hit me and Derek up. We can tell you some things. Dude, there ain't no fucking broke-ass bands on the road <laughs> anymore. That shit doesn't even exist anymore. Shit, they ain't nowhere to play anymore. Yeah, currently, but before uh, pre-COVID, there were. You know, We have a lot of friends that are in bands and yeah. tour. But dude, it's really, when even when things get back to normal, it's not going to be fucking normal because... A lot, of, especially the small venues, they're fucking gone, dude. Yeah, there's no and they're way. not they're not coming back, you know. Yeah. So like, it's gonna affect. It's gonna have a long term effects too on these smaller touring bands. You're going to get more creative. Maybe you'll see a, a big uh, kind of uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like a community. You'll, you'll see like, the house show scene kind of come oh, okay. back. I think real yeah. strong, especially for like punk and metal bands, but. This is going to forever change shit for sure. Yeah, there's no doubt, man. I mean, if you know, they keep talking about a new normal, man, and it seems like the new normal is going to be way fucking different than what the old normal was. And it ain't like the old normal was all that fucking great to begin with, especially for touring bands and musicians yeah. and everything. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what we're you know looking down the road towards. You know, as musicians, as entertainers and shit, it's going to be it's going to be wacky out there for a little while. It's going to be crazy, dude. Even some of these fucking corporate giants like Live Nation now. They're getting to where they're not paying bands deposits anymore. Like they're setting new rules, which is going to have long term effects on, you know, bands as well. So it's going to be, it's going to be nuts. Well, it's going to change. I mean, people still are going to want to play music. They're going to want to hear music. They're going to want to go to shows. I mean, it's too big of a, it's too big of an industry for things to get disrupted to the point where it shuts down. You know what I mean? Yeah, but even these days, man, kids are kids don't know how well they have it. Like yeah, when I was when I was young, sounded like old grandpappy. These damn kids these days, they don't know damn nothing. I used to walk a mile of broken glass just to go to school <laughs> on one leg. Um, but yeah, they they really don't know how good they had it because I remember going to shows when I was like thirteen, fifteen, that age frame, and there might only be thirty people in there, but it was thirty people in there pouring their hearts out, whether it be from the crowd or the band. And we would go support, even when the bands fucking suck, we'd be up there, you know, mosh pits. Now you go to a show and kids are sitting there on their cell phones, you know, maybe not so much on these, these big shows. I mean, obviously you go to post Malone show, everybody's focused on the stage because they paid $300 for the (laughs) ticket. But if you go to a $5 punk rock show, uh, all these kids are on their phones. No one's paying attention. You know, the band is like just, well, there's no scene anymore. I mean, you know, even here in Columbus, uh, I don't know where fucking shows happen anymore. I mean, used to be there were two, three places you could count on. At least once every couple of weeks, there was going to be a local show. What's some of the? What, give me a couple of the biggest uh, Columbus shows you remember. Well, obviously the summer size shows were always pretty good. I mean, they that would be the biggest draw of the year. Yeah, you know, and we played a few of those uh, with various bands at different points in time and mm-hmm. shit, and it was always. 
there was always like a hundred bands. So even if just band members came, they're going to be 400 people on that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that was, you know, it was a cool event, you know, um, I didn't, I don't remember anything ever being bigger than that. Aside uh, from like festival stuff, what's one of the, your favorite memories of a show playing that me and you played together? <laughs> I mean, I think probably if we want to get into problematic territory, uh, the, uh, the satanic Hispanic and the El Salvadorian death squad show was oh, probably yeah. one of the most memorable for sure. And there was a shit whack of people there. That shit wouldn't fly in 2020, dog. No, it definitely wouldn't fly in 2020, dude. I even I hesitated to even. I bring know it I up. can't even talk a whole lot about it, but let's just say things were a lot different back then. Yeah the uh, the uh, the the PC culture, which I'm not somebody who's like, man, fuck PC. You know, I'm I'm cool with I'm cool with playing. You've always game, been dude. a Mac guy, anyway, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh, I did it again. <laughs> Where's the button I'm looking for? Uh, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I was looking for the doo If you can't tell, we've uh, we've decided to start using this uh, all of the, the, the features on the uh, on the Roadcaster Pro. Which let's is let's a, give them a little taste. Yeah, let's give them a little taste. What you okay. what you're in for? Oh, Ooh. that's the one I was looking for. That'll come up. Oh, I'm never gonna it. hear that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's a trap beat. Uh. <laughs> All right, cool. So that's some of the stuff you're going to get to hear. And we got our intro music, dude. We are pro now. Yeah, Derek, set the fuck up, dude. Dude, we've got these. Uh, what are the, what kind of microphones are we rocking? Uh, these are Shure SM7Bs, the absolute top of the line in podcasting gear. They sound so good if the right voice is behind the microphone. If you get up close enough and you talk really low, it sounds very sexual. Oh, yeah, girl. Mm. Where okay. were we at? <laughs> yeah, we went know. on a tangent. Uh, well, oh, we were talking about the uh, today's the, kids. Yeah, well, the uh, the PC culture stuff uh, surrounding some of the shows that we used to do and how things yeah. used to go down. Yeah, uh, things were a lot edgier back in our youth. Yeah, yeah. dude, you could tell a <laughs> joke sure. and no one would get offended. You yeah, know? exactly. Uh, and these, it sucks because I mean, it's it's really like. Even stand-up comedy for me isn't what it was 10 years ago because people can't say what they want to say anymore. Well, in a lot of ways, I think it's better, man. I think in a, in a lot of ways, I think, you know, working towards a um, a kinder, more, you know... Fuck all a, that. A kinder society is, is, in a, is a good thing because when you... When you allow everybody to just say what they want all the fucking time, you get a lot of assholes running around saying what they want. So it's just people getting pissed off more. I'm a, I'm a big proponent of... Of courtesy, you know what I mean. I like I like courtesy. Well, damn, I don't know. I, I kind of uh, I like freedom of speech, dog. I like to be able to say what I want. I think it, it crosses the border when it gets in like hateful shit, you know. But I think everybody, uh, regardless of who they are or what they're into, should be able to take a joke about that. You know what I mean? Oh, I agree, man. I think people need to not be so offended all the time. But I don't think that it's in. I mean, I'm a hundred percent down with freedom of speech. I would never tell anybody that they can't say anything or I wouldn't want anybody, you know, purposefully leaving their opinion out of the conversation mm -hmm. just to, uh, you know, just to, to not hurt somebody's feelings. I think people don't need to be as offended as they do get, but you know, that's also one of the the things that I think is important within free speech is the right to offend people. Mm -hmm. You know, five best bands to come out of Columbus, Georgia. Your honest opinion. Um, let's see how many bands was I in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's true. The Derek's uh, always playing the best. 
Um, let's see. I think 213 definitely was one of the best bands to come out of Columbus, Georgia. Thank you. Um, which I was in that one. Yep. And, <laughs> you uh, were in that. <laughs> Made it sound real good. Uh, I think Audemaria was, yes. was at, at one point in time, I don't know that there was a band drawing bigger shit than Audemaria back in the day. Yeah. Um, a thrill probably. Yeah. Thrill. You know? Um, that one band with that like sexy front guy. Kind of a heavy dude, but got all the tattoos. Oh, uh, you talking about uh, Ben? No, he's kind of a heavy set guy with the head tattoos. It owns like the oddity stories in that one oh, band. Oh, 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 you talking about fucking? Uh, uh, God damn it, Derek! X-ray vision. <laughs> no, that's the one. That's the one. Oh yeah, I'm in that. One I asked. Too. Uh, I had Chris over, Chris Olson, and I asked him. I think it was him. I asked his top. No, it was the kid. Asked him his top 10 favorite local bands. Didn't mention any of my fucking bands, dude. Dude, that's just a slap in I the know, jaw. I was like, motherfucker, I'll never have you back on my show, son of a... Nah, Jack. I will say one thing. I don't know that there has been another individual to do as much for the Columbus, Georgia, and Dothan, Alabama music scene as one Chad Shepard, dude. Thanks, dude. It's, I, all, it's yeah. always been my passion, man. Like, I really did... I really deeply cared about it. And still do. Yeah. I've... I've uh, I mean, I guess I care a little bit less now because you find out after all that long because I literally put like everything I had into it. You find that most people just don't give a shit. So. Well, things have changed so much. It's not even you can't even really care about it in the same way because I mean, who, what fucking bands are there even to care about anymore? You know, that's true. I'm trying to think any. I haven't heard too many local bands I've been excited about. I guess uh, Giger. They're the only one that I could off the top of my head. The they're the only other local band that I can think of. I, I like their band a lot and they're definitely very talented it's just it's hard for someone with a short attention span mm-hmm. I, after two minutes i'm like all right i'm gonna go walk around and then i'll come back i'll catch first oh yeah that grooves and walk around well that's and that's you know styles of change too you yeah. know and you you being a punk rock fan and always being like immersed in the punk rock culture you were used to hearing you know fucking two minute songs yeah even yeah. sometimes those are too long yeah exactly I like songs like my love life man yeah dude just pump it and dump it <laughs> pump it and dump it dude <laughs> But uh, I was trying to think, what what else? Uh, I'm going to say my favorite Columbus show that I can remember is probably going to be a Flat Rock Park show. Back in the Outlaw Show's days where you break into the building and do a show without renting you, it out. You touched on that yeah. uh, with uh, somebody. Was it Kid? I think. Yeah, it may have yeah, been Kid. I think so. Yeah, yeah we we literally, because uh, they stopped renting it to us because they, they got on to us. Or they found out what we were doing, which is we'd say, we're having a birthday party. You know, We're having birthday parties like twice a month. Birthday and, parties uh, twice a month at fucking midnight until like three in the morning. And dude. they'd come back and there'd be like beer bottles. Toilets would be broke and stuff. So they stopped renting it to us. But not before uh, somebody uh, done one of the window latches. You could literally just take something and pop it and then go in the door. And then, of course, we come up with a fictional name. So when the cops showed up, we'd say, who's who's in charge? You know, Jim Jimerson. You know? <laughs> Jim, and then we just start Jim loading Jim Jimerson wasn't up. a fictional name. That was the name of a drummer from... Uh, oh, from, was it? Oh, no, it was. was <laughs> <laughs> from Dothan. Yeah, uh, fucking Mutilation Station. That was the name they of They had a pretty band. big following in Dothan uh, yeah. for a minute. Well, that, if, I still remember him being one of the one he of the best tight. one of the best drummers that I ever saw on, like, on a local level. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck happened to them, though. Yeah, well, I don't I mean, know. We all grew up. Yeah, they know? all grew up. Most bands just fade away. Yeah. But where are we at on time, homie? 23 and a half minutes. Hell yeah. Um, worst show. that What's been the worst show in Columbus? Like one you played and it just made you hate the city. Probably one time when uh, when we got a whole bunch of bands together. I want to say um, 
Peter's band was there. I don't know yeah. if it was Vs Fires or uh, the other band that he had before Vs Fires. Dearest Azazel. Dearest Azazel. I yeah. think it was Dearest Azazel. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it was us and Thrill and Autumn Aria, and we had like this whole big thing set up, and we had been practicing our fucking dick and balls off for this show. And cops came and broke it up after like the first fucking song, dude. And Damn. Yeah, that Which, was. Where was that one at? That was at the uh, the, the the sack, sack. the sack, the, the old sanctuary, sack. Yeah, sanctuary. Yeah. Good, good days, good yeah, times, good, good times, yeah. man. Uh, I've had a lot. We, I guess, my worst uh, show here is one time we uh, two thirteen. It was back before Alan was in the band, and we had like twenty songs to our set list, which was twenty minutes long. And uh, I had got us a gig downtown. But it was like for a two-hour set, and then after playing the songs like three times, like the set, we just played the same set like multiple times till it made up to two hours. Well, we did that once too at the vault downtown with Automaria, and you that you were in the band also for that. That yeah. I think well, both of the I hate yeah. those kind of things where you had to play that long because you don't realize how fucking long two hours is until you're in like a punk band and you're trying to fill that time. Yeah, dude. dude. When you're in a cover band like I am, yeah. dude, I mean we regularly play three, three and a half hours a night. You know, I mean, how many just, songs do you know at any given time to rate to play? A couple hundred, a couple hundred. That's yeah. crazy, dude. Yeah, a couple hundred songs. Do you ever get them mixed up? No, nah. it's just it's just muscle memory. I mean, you just remember them, and after a while, you start learning the the arrangements of like all songs are the fucking same dude i mean it's you can you know you can just tell it doesn't take but about 10 minutes to learn a song these days you know listen to it a couple times and that's it i've never had it like that dog never had it like that well it wasn't like that it wasn't like that in the old metal days man i mean things were the songs were fucking you know six seven minutes long they had a shitload of changes a whole bunch of different movements time you know time signature changes tempo shifts all this different shit you couldn't learn it like that like a thrill song that shit was hard to learn you know it took a while so, like, I want to ask you a fucking question. You're yeah. asking me all the questions all the time. What is your favorite show that we ever played together? Because I don't ever remember hearing that. This is fucking easy, bro. The easy? Misfits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that, Misfits that, would prob- that would probably be my that, answer, too. That was a fucking... I'm so glad um, that Alan got to experience that. And I'm gonna we're going to have a, like, several-part series on Alan eventually. When I get all my ducks in a row and I can plan it out and write it out. There's so much to talk about but with him. One of my best friends, super rad dude, um, passed away. Um, rest in peace. But uh, we got a chance to play with the Misfits in uh, Pensacola. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a sold out show. It was probably the biggest crowd 213 ever played for that we didn't, that people actually were like cool with it. You know? It was the vinyl, right? It was the vinyl. Yeah. Yep. So I, th- I want to say there was probably, it was less than a thousand, maybe 750 people, maybe yeah. 500. I can't remember. But the Misfits had, so, the gear, the stage was so small and the Misfits gear was so big and everything was draped with cloth that we had like literally no space to move around. Do you remember that? I remember that a hundred percent. But and I also remember we rocked the fucking shit out of that place. We did. Dude. I was so fucking nervous because normally we all try to like, I always try to like move around and go wild. This show, I stood in my spot and I focused on every fucking guitar riff because I've just faked being a guitar player for a number of years. I'm not like a really good musician but I've been able to fake it just enough to play in some really good bands. <laughs> but so I just focused hard on the, you know, how I was playing. But afterwards, dude, had a long line at the merch table. Uh, the Misfits merch guy came up and talked to us. Uh, the drummer, I'm trying to think what band he was in. Was that Dez Kadena? No, not Dez. It was, uh, man, I can't remember um, the guy's name. Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law. The, yeah. Eric. Eric from Murphy's Law came up and bought a CD from us. Then they invited us to come hang out with them a couple nights later in Atlanta. Yeah. 
And uh, that was like, dude, that was like, I couldn't believe it. Like we got to the Atlanta show. Matter of fact, it was just me, you, and Alan, right? I didn't. Uh, yeah, I went with that. One. Mm-hmm. I went. Yeah, uh, but I didn't go on the uh, on the tour bus. No, or me. Or, like I think me and you stood out there yeah. and waited. And Alan. Went yeah, in. Alan went. Yeah, because we got there and I was like real nervous to even ask. Like we were on the list, but. Like, I felt weird about asking, like, oh, you know, oh, my name's on the list, you know? And I think that our names, they forgot to put it on there. <laughs> and then Alan went to to the bus and then went in and talked to Jerry. And then Jerry got us on the list. Um, we got to go backstage. And it was like this, it was like, I mean, for us, it was awesome. It was like free beer. Uh-huh. But it was in such a shitty, like, green room. The green room was trash, Dude, bro. the green room at the fucking masquerade was the absolute worst green room there ever was. And you man. know some dirty-ass shits went down in there. Uh-huh. You could tell by the stains on everything. Dude, it was just smelly and stinky. I've been mm-hmm. in the back room, you know, several times over the years. Oh, I bet you just, have. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Getting I, them free concert tickets, yeah, baby. Yeah, you got to work them off. You got you to put in the effort yeah. if you want to get them free tickets, boy. <laughs> Even though the tickets weren't but like ten dollars usually. Yeah. Well, I think the Misfits like twenty bucks. Yeah. Um. But so we got to hang out back there. They didn't actually even come to the group. I, I bet you they walked in and saw like fuck this or stayed on the bus, which I don't blame them one bit. So we got to hang out there all night, and uh, that was just like a. It was like you know because we've all been Misfits fans for so long, and to be able to um to do that was so fucking cool. I'm gonna say we. Show. I mean, we definitely you know not to put ourselves on any sort of pedestal or anything, but I think that night we definitely had much better sound than the misfits because their sound was, yeah, I don't know what happened. Wacky dude. dude. The, uh, the sound there was, they had their own sound guy. Yeah. They had their own sound guy and it's like homeboy just turned the fucking bass all the way to the absolute maximum. I'm going to tell you this too. I know now from being in like a different level of the music industry, Uh I will tell you this for certain. Whenever say you, uh, say I'm the big artist and I bring my own sound guy, the house sound guy is going to do his fucking best to make that opening band sound good yeah. as a fuck you motherfucker. Oh, dude. I'm sure dude. They I'm do sure. that shit. So, Hey, that worked out for us. Cause we sounded fucking crystal clear. And fucking yeah. Now we sounded, we sounded great, dude. And, uh, you know, a lot of people came up to us and they were like, man, I can't, you know, yeah. like, you guys are the perfect opening band for the Misfits. Yeah. you know, cause we really were like, we were like, yeah. we were like the misfits, but we were just with a, a, a little a harder edge. Yeah. 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 Some extreme metal yeah, exactly. influence. And, uh, you know, we were kind of, even the image and everything was yeah. kind of similar and stuff. Oh, so, for sure. Yeah. It was definitely a paying tribute to those guys that had uh, done, you know, so much to influence our lives. Oh, yeah. But anyway, I agree though. I think that that was probably the, 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 my favorite show that yeah. we ever played together. Anything else? What else you got for me, baby dog? Oh, dog. I, I mean, if I'm fucking co-hosting now, dog, then uh, <laughs> I guess we probably need to save some, save some juice for a yeah, little we'll bit save later. Some juice before we cut it loose, baby. Yeah, so is this the right button to hit? Oh, right, there it is. We got that new mini. All right. All right, guys. Thank y'all so much for listening to another episode of the Chad show with my co-host. Yes, brother. Derek died on the mic, on son. On the mic, son. Spinning these riffs. Uh, looking right, looking tight. We'll see y'all again real soon. Bye. A-dookin', a-dookin'.